a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Hello and welcome into the They Were on a Break podcast. We are on season three, episode 12, the one with all the jealousy. How are you? It's been so oh, long. We're so oh excited to be back. <laughs> Did you say episode 12? Like, yes, it was a was. Am I wrong? I can't know. I oh. think you're right. I can't believe it. I know. When I was looking through to get to the episode, I was like, we're just chugging through these motherfuckers. Oh my God. Here we come. And we're really getting into, like, the nitty-gritty of season three, too. Like, this is the stuff that I vividly remember. Get into the meat. The meat of it all. <laughs> My brain did that, too. Why did it do that? Is there a, a video of that? <laughs> Shrimp on the Barbie. That's what I was thinking. I don't know why. My brain did the same Australian. accent, too, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, but I'm pumped and I'm ready and I'm back from Israel, baby. I'm ready to fucking record. I love that yesterday we went to dinner and we literally had like a five hour dinner. Maybe honestly like four. It wasn't actually five hours, but we about closed the restaurant down Mm -hmm. and uh, did not talk once about your trip. But we nonstop talked. Like, we did not stop talking. And I wasn't talking the whole time, you guys. I, you know... Oh my god. Okay, wait though. You we, remember guys, do you remember we had last conversations time? that did not pass the Bechtel test. That's what we did last night. What is a Bechtel test? What are you the saying? Bechtel test is like a it was a test created by a, a woman basically to see how media like portrays women. So mm. like a, for example, like a scene in a movie or a show passes the Bechtel test if there is more than one woman in the scene. They mm. both have names, and they are talking about something that is not men. <laughs> okay, it makes sense now. Love it. Okay, <laughs> now, see, I was going to pull a Joey and just be like, ha, 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 and then let it go on and have no idea what you were talking about, but I decided to ask. <laughs> um, so if you guys remember last time we hung out, I forced her to drive really far to me in, um, really bad traffic. So she texts me and she's like, let's hang out. And I was like, yeah, let's. And I was like, not coming to you. It's like the first thing I said. I was like, <laughs> nope, I want to see you, but I don't, I don't want to do it. And then, and then she was like, well, we'll have like a middle ground. And I was like, Mm-mm, no, no, I don't want to do that either. I just really want the exact same restaurant that we had the last time. I don't even want to change it up. The The restaurant that gave us violent shits, I wanted to suggest to her. But not this time, baby. We did not get the shits. But I was like, okay, I'm going to pay for your dinner. <laughs> I will pay for your dinner if you come out to me. <laughs> See, I am more than fine with that arrangement. I would rather have to drive than have to pay mm. for the food and i would rather pay for the food than have to drive anywhere oh my god we're soulmates we really this are perfect it we really is always do that system and what like after we ate i was kind of like waiting because you were i got there earlier than you and i ate like an entire salsa 
on my own. We went to a Mexican restaurant and I ate so many chips and like an entire salsa on my own. And I was like, you know, I might be in the bathroom sooner than later, like before I even get my shredded beef tacos, (laughs) like yikes. And then we were talking, we were talking. Our waiter really wanted us to leave. I don't know why. There was literally no one else in the restaurant. There was not an, like there, like it was busy, but I thought maybe he was trying to shoo us out because there was a wait, but there wasn't. And just every, like, five minutes, he'd come up and just be like, okay, you guys, yeah, you good? You want dessert? You want to get the fuck out of here? You want to leave? And then just randomly brought the check, and I just let it sit there forever. So. You know, I feel like as someone who was a server for, like, five years, I try to be very, like, in tune with the mood of my servers. Like, Mm -hmm. I try to really evaluate, like, am I the asshole in this situation? No, we didn't do anything wrong. We were no, like we're the we're most... dining in. We are having a gorgeous dinner. We're having very gorgeous conversation. We were and so low maintenance too. Yeah, like very chill. You know, there was I I didn't complain <laughs> at all. I didn't send anything back. I mean, honestly, it was perfect. It was yeah, and perfection. So the difference between <laughs> Chloe and I is. We both got our, we got the same thing and we both got our tacos at the same time. Mine were gone in under three minutes. Like, I (laughs) don't know if I unhinged my jaw and just swallowed them whole. But then the entire rest of the time I was watching her eat the tacos and I was like, I wish I didn't eat my tacos so fast because she has so much taco left and I have none. In your defense, the tacos came during the portion of the evening where I was, like, gabbing away, and Mm -hmm. it was my turn to talk for, like, 15 minutes straight. It was, like, dinner and a show for me. I was, like, I was just enjoying the convo while I just, like, on my tacos. Afterward, you were, like, I'm so sorry you had to watch me eat those so fast, and I was, like, bitch, I have not looked over at you once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes, like, I will... I'll make my dinner, I'll sit down, I'll like text a photo of it to my sister Amy, and then I'll turn my show on. And I watch it, and then like I'm done eating, and I realize that like four minutes and 50 seconds of the show has gone by. And then I'm like, (laughs) wait, there's no way. And then I check the text message, and it's like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, you just slurp down a bowl of Alfredo and five under. So (laughs) yeah, we're uh, we're doing some impressive uh, eating stuff over here. It's quite a time. Slurped it and glorped it, as I always say. <laughs> this sounds Wait, like something Katie. out of the monster scene. Slurped it and glorped it, as I Wait, always Katie, are we still not going to talk about my trip? Wait a minute. <laughs> you got to give me a sec after slurped and glorped, and then we can. <laughs> slurped and glorped, like I always say. Oh, oh my god. god. Okay, tell me about your fucking trip. Okay. That so. sounded mean, but it wasn't. I just, it, <laughs> I, it has to happen at this point. I think I went over what Birthright is before I left. So if you guys skip, go to our last. Uh, or Google. Last just episode. Google a Birthright trip. Yeah. You know, you'll figure it's it a, out. It's a free trip. It's all Jews. And it was great. It was. Sometimes I think about, like, you know, knowing what I know now at the age of 27, Mm -hmm. if I went back to high school, what would I have done differently? And this was kind of my opportunity to find that out because I was on a bus with uh, 39 other 
people my same age, like a group of my peers, uh, literally on a bus together 24-7. Yeah. It was a 10-day trip. We would go on the bus. We would go to the hotels. We had to do every activity as a group. It's we, reminding me of the Lady Gaga things. It's another club, another club, yes. bus, car, That's club. what it was. Synagogue, <laughs> synagogue, bus, bus, historical site, Jerusalem, bus, club in Tel Aviv. Was there any, like, drama? Did anybody, like, sleep with each other? Like, what's the tea? So I've heard that in the younger groups, people will, like, be fucking all the time. They'll be drinking all the time. Okay. I was in the 27 to 32 age group. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone was kind of really there to learn. Okay. So I will say there wasn't necessarily drama. Mm. However, we did start to, uh, like, we did start to develop into factions as the trip went on. So... Overall, as a group, we all got along. Everyone was very nice to each other, very welcoming. It was an amazing experience, an amazing group of people. Mm-hmm. Like four or five days into the trip, I would say, the cliques started to form. Okay. Where you were just like, that's their group of friends. This is my group of friends. I don't necessarily jive as much with this group, but like, I got nothing against them. Mm-hmm. So it was like cliques in the most like adult way. Yeah, in the most adult okay. way possible. Okay. Did we have a couple of, like, shit-talking sessions? Absolutely. Love but to hear it, wouldn't. honestly. Okay, yeah. But I mean, 10 days together, yes. Very tame. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was so fun, and I feel like just even the social aspect of it, I got a lot out of. I'm very extroverted, so I was like, 10 days strapped in a bus with strangers? Fuck yeah, dude! Like, Oh, I'm my there. gosh. I love it. Um... But it was fantastic, and we got to raft on the Jordan River. Wow. And float in the Dead Sea, and go through all of these old synagogues in Jerusalem, and it was uh, just amazing. And wow. I got to feed a camel, so excellent. Did it throw its stomach up in front of you? No, it was like, there was like four camels they mm. used to do camel rides, but I guess a bunch of vegans complained, um, and so we can't ride the camels anymore. And that's not even my own joke. That's literally what happened. <laughs> um, we did have a couple of vegans on my my tour who were very happy that we did not have to ride the camels. Well, we I did, mean... We fed them, and... It does uh, seem rude, though. Like, imagine if, like, something was riding us, you know? <laughs> like, get off me, please. Thank you. I mean, the way that the people explained it is, like, that used to be the only way that the camels would get exercise is when people rode them. So it was, like, good for them. But also, like, they realized that, like, maybe over time it was too much exercise. So they're trying to, like, phase out the riding. Okay. And, like, just exercise them on their own time. Have you seen the videos of the camels throwing their stomachs up and then swallowing it again? No, that sounds awful. I have to. No, you literally, you need to experience this. It is, they do it. It's like a normal thing for them. This. You have to. You, I am so sorry, but you're going to have to Under see it. penalty of death. Yeah, like I had to see it. You do too. And we need to discuss it. It's so crazy. Yeah. I, I honestly think about it a lot. I don't know that I think about it or if it haunts me, but it is, it is engraved in the brain. But 
that sounds like a very fun trip. It honestly sounds like my worst nightmare to be trapped on a bus with all of these people that are my same <laughs> age and going and doing a lot of things. But I'm so happy you had fun. Thanks, man. There was like my last story I'll tell. Mm-hmm. There was this one night where we stayed out in the desert and we were supposed to all stay in these tents and all independently, all the groups of friends decided that they wanted to sneak out of the tents and climb up this hill with our sleeping bags and sleep under the stars. Mm-hmm. So it was really funny because like we would we'd be like, shh, like don't tell anyone. Like we're gonna go like sleep on the hill. And then we got there and literally everyone was there. And we like all just like put out our sleeping bags and like slept under the stars. And it was in the wow. middle of the desert. So there's like hardly any light pollution except for wow. like, the little compound we were staying at. Yeah. And it was beautiful and amazing. And I love stargazing and that rhymes. And it was great. <laughs> that sounds so fucking beautiful. I can't even imagine what that was like. It was fantastic. Highly recommend you guys. Uh, if you're younger and you have still not gone on your birthright trip and you're Jewish, I highly recommend. They are canceling the older group. We were like the last older group to go. But if you're 18 to 26, you should do it. Oh, there can't be. can't. So how there's an age limit to it? There's yeah, the age limit used to be 26. And then for the last couple of years, they extended it to 32. Mm. And that's why there was like this older age group. And now they're trying to get rid of it. But like, all of us are like writing letters and trying to pull them to like keep the older age group because I just feel like the experience would have been so different for me like when I was younger mm-hmm. and I got so much out of it like yeah. at 27. Absolutely. So. Well, because when you're more mature, like it's a lot different. It's not like a trip to go party. It's like a trip to learn, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic. Love it. it. Are you ready to dive into uh, the one with all the jealousy, Katie? I once again forgot we were doing a podcast. I was like, (laughs) we have to start this thing. Just, I always feel like I'm just having a conversation with you. I mean, this is such a great episode. It aired January 16th, 1997, written by Dottie Abrams, directed by Robbie Benson. And we are kicking ourselves off in the Purple Apartment It's Rachel's first day at her new job, and you're not supposed to start with her. Mm. Very excited about this job that Mark helped her get, you know? I loved when Phoebe entered with all the purses. And then I really like the turtle purse, and here's why. It is this, like, pearlish looking bag and wardrobe glued fucking stuffed turtles onto it. The way that I would use that bag all the time. I need to go to Michael's. I knew you would love that purse, too. I I loved it so much. I live a life of, if it's really disgustingly ugly in that type of a way, I need it in my life. I need it. There's, I have a bag in my uh, Amazon cart. It's this, like, white, fluffy bag. And it, in the middle of it, it just has a cow running and there's like sky behind it and clouds and then above it it just says moo moo (laughs) it's so ugly and i want it so bad i kind of love the sound of that it's uh, there's only one left and i'm honestly really contemplating 
<laughs> buying it because Girl. it's been in there for at least six months and this cow, you know, but I wish I had the turtle bag. It's incredible. It is a really good bag. <laughs> when I was in junior high, I had a, a pleather white purse mm. that had uh, like a hundred zippers on it. Like that was the decor was just like zippers going like down the side of the bag Mm -hmm. and you could zip them up and down and there'd Mm. be like little tiny holes, like little pockets in the zipper. Little bit of pockets. Yeah. It was fantastic. Everyone hated it. They thought it was ugly as shit. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way with stuff. I'm like, that's disgusting. I love it. Now we can't call this one the one with all the jealousy without some jealousy. And we're Mm -hmm. starting that off early because Ross starts spiraling mm-hmm. when he finds out Rachel is having lunch with Mark. You know, and I didn't expect me to say this. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know I felt this way. There is a lot of Mark, though. She is shoving this man down his throat. <laughs> like, the way he reacts in this episode is not it. But, like, mm. it is just Mark, 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 Mark. I do have to say, the lunch thing would not bother me, but later, when Mark is answering her phone, Mm. if I called my boyfriend at work, and some random girl answered, or some girl who I've been like, yo, it makes me uncomfortable, like, do you guys spend so much time together? If she answered his phone, Mm -hmm. like... That but would Ross be a problem. hasn't had the conversation with her yet of, like, this is making me uncomfortable because fucking Chandler tells him to bottle it up. I don't know why everybody in this episode is listening to all the advice that Chandler is giving because I don't know why we would, but I digress. You know what? I actually disagreed with you on that. In my notes, in my notes I wrote, Chandler tells him not to say anything about the jealousy, and I kind of agree with him. And the reason I agree with him is, like, I think because of the last episode, Rachel knows Ross's feelings mm-hmm. about Mark. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, at a certain point, because, like, they tried to solve this last week, right? So I feel like at a certain point, like, you can have your feelings. It's fine to be jealous. But also, like, he can't, like, keep harping on it, you know? Like, but she's she not- knows... He made the decision to trust her. Like, to me, I would be like, it's just a lunch. Like, I have my feelings about it, but, like, I'm not going to say anything because I know it's, like, it doesn't need to be addressed. When the phone call thing happens and Mark answers, that's when I would be like, yo, that's too that's too far. Too far yeah. for me. I can, like, kind of see how he's annoyed. And I feel like me personally, I would probably bring it up again. But that's just me. But it also just feels like we tried to resolve it and we're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to trust you and whatever. But like, why are you still shoving it down my throat? And if you know that it bothers me, like, do you have to go to lunch with this man? Like, you you need Mm -hmm. to go to lunch with him? Like, why? Like, he got you a job. You don't need to suck his dick. (laughs) You know, like, it's just a lot of like, I don't know. I can see it from both sides, for sure. I didn't know I was going to feel this no. way. I really didn't know. Cause I, but I did write down, like, I mean, wouldn't the, the best thing to do be to talk about how Ross is, is feeling to Rachel? To not just, like, bottle it up because then there's resentment and then all this weird stuff happens. Well, that would definitely be better than what he's going to do later in the episode. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Which we will definitely get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Because I can see it from his side until I can't. Yeah. On this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had completely forgotten that this is the one where Joey has the musical audition. And I love it. As soon as I realized it was this episode, I was so excited. This is like one of my all-time favorite Joey plots. I cannot wait. You want to just talk about that whole thing? The part, the part where he auditions and he's like, "You've got to pick a pocket or two. and he and picks has the, the pocket. Thing. Oh my god, I died! I love it. It's so stupid. It's I so love stupid. It. it is so stupid and so fun. It's so fucking dumb. I absolutely loved it we find out that he lied on his resume and said he had eight years of dance experience and was one of the zoom kids do you remember zoom no oh my god i was obsessed with zoom when i was growing up Hmm. zoom is like so i didn't have cable for like a lot of my childhood so i would watch pbs kids and on pbs kids there was a program called zoom and it was kids, and they were doing, like, all different kinds of, like, comedy segments, like, sketches. They do, like, DIY stuff Ooh. and, like, storytelling. Like, they yeah. do all kinds of, like, different creative things and had all kinds of different segments. And you could submit things. So, like... They would be like, this craft idea was submitted by Alexis from Tulsa. Or like, this joke was submitted by Peter from Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have my submission like read or like performed so bad. And it never was. But I would literally go on the Zoom website and submit like... Every single day. I was obsessed. And it was the most low budget show. They literally filmed it in like a black sound stage with like a couple of like painted like neon geometric sets. Yeah. Like it probably cost them like $12 to make. (laughs) But I was in love with it. I loved the random pick of $12. (laughs) It was probably like... They took one trip to Michael's and then they were like, we're set for like three seasons of the show or however long it was on. Catch me at Michael's later grabbing stuff to make a turtle purse. (laughs) Now, we have to talk about this scene with the phone call simply because it's the first time that we see Ross's office. Oh my God, yes! Like when he calls Rachel and Mark answers we, like, cut to him at his office. This is the first time, and I think maybe the only time... Yeah. ...that we see Ross sitting at his desk, and I counted, Katie. There are 26 dinosaurs in this office. In this one shot, there's a sign that says, Are we having fun yet? Oh, God. There's a weird assortment of, like, random rocks and fossils on the desk, and... An enormous dinosaur foot in the corner. Like, it, like, what is that supposed to be? Like, it can't be a real fossil that he's just, like, shoved in his office. I just wonder, like, for the people that had the, the set creators, like, where they went to get all this dinosaur shit. Like, they had to call around and find all this shit, and I love that. 
Do you remember when we saw Susan and Carol's apartment for the first time and they were like, ah, what do lesbians like? And they filled it with like 17 like bushels of like flowers and plants and ferns. <laughs> ah, what do lesbians like? <laughs> I feel like they did the same with Ross's office. Yes. They were like, oh shit, get anything with a dinosaur. And they went to the there. Target kids section and they went nuts. It's so funny to me. And honestly, I do believe that this is how Ross would decorate his Oh, 100%. Office. He's got a dinosaur watch where the tail goes around. And <laughs> uh, the and he, his, his, his ties that are dinosaurs. He's often wearing disgusting chambray shirts with a purple tie. I'll never get over that. Some of his ties are so thick. Very I don't know thick. why a thick tie was a thing. Like, why in, like, businessmen or men who have jobs was it, yes. like, let's wear the biggest fucking shirt with the thickest tie we can get on my body? Like, what was that? And then they'd eat lunch and they'd put their things up and they're just, like, swimming in their big old man shirt and their thick tie. Hated it. Hated it. This is such a stupid joke, but you know how, like... When a guy has a big dick, you call him a tripod because he's Mm-mm. got like two legs and then a giant dick. <laughs> Ross is a tripod, but instead of a giant dick for the third leg, it's his giant ass ugly tie. <laughs> he's a tripodosaurus. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's where you were going with it at first. Tripodosaurus? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> now... Meanwhile, we got to check into the Moondance Diner because Monica wants to hook up with the sexy busboy. Now, I wrote, in this scene, we learn that both of the Gellers don't have any game. Mm -hmm. We're going to see later in the episode where Ross can't flirt what his flirting skills are. Yes. Uh, Monica's version of flirting is going, hey, what you said rhymed. (laughs) I mean, the sad part is, is as I watched it, I was like, it's familiar. (laughs) You're like, she's killing it. (laughs) She's, she's doing it. Also, whoever did the makeup for this episode, the girl's eyebrows, so thin, so dark, so dark. They really just like, (laughs) and then their lips were so, it was a lot. So brown. Mm Mm-hmm. No, but just so, like, there was just so much. I was like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> no. But you know what? It works. It's endearing. It's mm-hmm. cute. Because she does end up hooking up with the poet himself, Julio. When he was saying all of, like, the, the like, oh, I'm a poet and, like, I, you know, like, children laughing and, like, this lip. He'd write a whole poem on this. My eyes would be like rolling. I would be out of the door. (laughs) Bye. It's a shtick. You gotta go. This isn't real. You decided that you like this to attract women. And I see it. And I don't like it. I will see you later, sir. Yeah, I'm not into it. No, I'm not into it either. Especially in this next scene, the morning after, where Monica is showing her friends the poem that he wrote when they were in the middle of fooling around? Really, really super weird. Really bizarre. 
That would dry me up so fast. That's like my worst nightmare. Not dry you up. It would. I would be like a little prune. And also, like, you stopped fucking me to write about an empty vase. Like, at least write a poem about my pretty pussy or something. Like, At least write a poem I can understand. Yeah, please. Although, to be fair, based off of the lines that are read, I don't understand how Monica did not get that the empty vase was a negative poem. Yeah, I don't know. I think she was just so into what was going on and the fact that he was a poet that she couldn't see it. Yeah, Phoebe can't bring herself to tell Monica, like, ooh, this is not a good poem, honey. Yeah, sorry, sweetie. (laughs) Now, meanwhile, at Rachel's job, this is where things start to take a little bit of a turn. We've given Ross a little bit of credit up until this point. Yes. Until he fills her office with, like, Thousands of flowers, balloons, cards, a love bug, and a quartet. Mm-hmm. This would embarrass me so hard. It's nice to have a boyfriend. <sighs> <laughs> that song is great, though, and I get it stuck in my head a lot. It's really, it's a good one. Um, uh, but yeah, it is bad. Um, it is very bad. It reminds me, this quartet just gave me flashbacks to when I was in choir in high school and we had to do these things called like singing telegrams oh yeah and it was like a it was a fundraiser that we would do every holiday season and Mm -hmm. people would pay us to call their loved ones and aggressively sing christmas carols to them over the phone and uh i can't think of anything worse to receive like if someone sent me this i'd be like why did you make an army of children that i don't know (laughs) Sing the fucking dreidel song. To An me. army of children. <laughs> I don't need your singing child choir army. <laughs> you could have like just fucking nightmare. <laughs> you literally like how much did this cost you? Like twenty dollars? You could have gotten me a gift card. That would have been fine. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> what been did you okay. say earlier? Squish squash. What did you say? Oh, I don't remember. We're so fast <laughs> that uh, it was sl- slurp glorp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I just wanted to relive it. Anyway. I, oh, God. A little slurp and glorp. <laughs> someone singing to me is like, maybe I'm heartless, but literally someone singing to me would be my worst nightmare. I remember like, Jimmy Fallon told this story that I saw a clip of on TikTok where he was talking about, like, for his wife's birthday, he literally rented out a restaurant and hired actors to play, like, the other patrons of the restaurant. And then one by one, they all started, like, standing up in the middle of the dinner and, like, singing, like, a song to his wife until the whole restaurant was just, like, staring at her and singing, like, a song And I thought, like, holy shit, like, I would be so mad if my husband spent thousands of dollars to have people sing to me. You know, I have learned that not everyone likes all of the attention when it's, like, an anniversary or a birthday. I (laughs) recently... so cheesy. I threw a surprise party for one of my best friends. 
And I literally traumatized her. No one told me that she hated surprises, which apparently she did. And so many people canceled that it was like one friend from each of her friend groups and none of us knew each other. And she was like overwhelmed at the party and all of that. And I was like, damn, like I really was just trying to do something nice. And we were talking about it later, and she was like, you're literally the nicest friend, and it was so sweet, and, like, I loved it, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, but at the same time, it it was like I was walking into my worst nightmare. <laughs> I just, I just feel so bad, but it's so funny. <laughs> I kind of agree with her, I'm not gonna lie. I don't like surprises. Why didn't her boyfriend tell me? Any of her friends? Why didn't I know? I've been her friend for like three or four years. I had no idea that she hated surprises. I it's had no a idea. Sweet thought though, like it's so sweet. Like I wouldn't be mad if someone threw me a surprise. No, no, she party. wasn't mad at all. She was just like, it was just a lot, and I was like, I never <laughs> even thought about it that way, and it it really was bad, huh? You know what I? Like, absolutely would never want. This what? would be the all-time worst thing someone could do to me. And I apologize if anyone listening has done this. Oh, my God. Some I'm so excited. Some people like it. You know that thing where, like, like someone's has a birthday or they're getting married and their friend reaches out to you and they're like, hey, why don't you send, like, a one to two minute long video saying, like, happy birthday and, like, all the things you love about them. And then we're going to compile it into, like, a whole thing and, like, send it off to that person. God, whenever people ask me to do that, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be the most annoying, like, vanilla, like, inauthentic <laughs> video I've ever made. Because in my life, if I saw this person in real life, I'd be like, hey, bitch, like, happy birthday. And I could be, like, myself. Why don't but you since, do that in the video? Because, like, they're probably going to watch it with, like, their nana or something. Oh, so. every so video has to be like, hi, Jessica. Happy birthday, girl. You are the light of my life and your friendship means so much. And then you have to send it off like that. And I'm just imagining that, like, I know if my friends were ever to receive that message about me, they'd be like, ah, fuck, like this bitch. And so I don't want to put anyone through that. I, a week ago, was in one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did you like your experience? Because I thought it tell, was great. No I did a really those. cute video. I just like was like happy birthday, and then I ended up singing and creating a song, um, and it was gorgeous. And I was dancing in it, and I just gave it my all. You know, <laughs> I just didn't care. I was just you know, and I thought it was so sweet. <laughs> Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> I think I just don't like cheesy, like, stuff like that. I just don't like it. But I understand that other people do, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't want it. I don't want a quartet. Please don't do this to me. You don't want a love bug? <sighs> Not really. What am I going to do know, with this? Oh. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Also, it's wild to me that she would only get 20% off. I feel like it would be 40 <laughs> At least 35. 
20%? That's very yeah, that's low. Like, that's like nothing. It's nothing. I did a little bit of sleuthing. I did some monetary sleuthing, as I like to do. Mm-hmm. And I tried to calculate some of the stuff that Ross put on her desk. Okay. Which, by the way, I did notice that there are several bouquets of lilies on the desk, which we did establish as Rachel's favorite flower. That's so, nice, then. Love that attention to detail. Mm-hmm. So let's say this gift basket is around, like, $90. Okay. The bouquet, $50. Novelty card, 15 There's a lotion set, $30. Chocolates, 25 Let's say the love bug was 25 Champagne was 25 Let's say he, he put down, like, $200 for the quartet. Yeah, I was going to say the quartet was probably the most expensive moment. This man spent like four hundred to five hundred dollars, like to be an asshole, essentially, too. Yeah, yeah. So, not the best financial choices on his part. I am hurt, hurt. (laughs) Oh my god, that whole scene is awful. Just the gaslighting. Yep. This is where I can't stand with Ross. Like I can't do it. I love this scene, though, between him and Chandler and Joey, where they're like, Mark's a genius. Like, you're falling fucking, like, right into his trap. Yeah. I mean, he is just pushing her to him, in a sense. This whole runner of Joey doing this whole impression of Ross going, like, hi. And, like, I can't go. Rachel and Mark will be there. And he's being Mr. Joe sensitive. And she starts thinking, maybe this is the guy for me because he understands me. And before you know it, she's with him. And you'll be all, oh, man. <laughs> and he'll be all, yes. <laughs> and us, we'll be like, oh, dude. <laughs> and pretty soon you'll be like, oh. <laughs> and, and, Oh, I can't go. Rachel and Mark might be there. <laughs> and we'll be like, man, get over it. It's been four years. <laughs> he paints quite a picture, doesn't he? Do you want to talk about his um, velvet turtleneck? or? Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice the velvet. He is wearing a chocolate velvet turtleneck. Is that an all-time cute in this episode? I was like, wow, okay. All right. All-time I cute. hate the way that velvet feels, though. Like, I, I <laughs> hate it. Had to wear it once in the eighth grade for a dance costume. It was awful. It was so bad. <laughs> I hate velvet so much. Hate it. But does it look good in the sweater form that he's wearing? I didn't, wasn't saying it was looking good. You took it there. I just wanted to mention that it existed. <laughs> Every time I see Joey in a sweater, I don't care. I'm like, I'm sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, yeah, just this whole scene, whole scene between the three of them, I thought was so incredibly funny. Loved it. <laughs> now. <laughs> it was the random loved it for me. Sometimes I embody uh, Anthony Martino from Sex and the City. I, I love have it. to snap like he does. Please do. Um, Joey's dance audition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to talk about it. Um, the dance captain can't make it. Joey has to take over to run the audition. Steppity step in jazz hands. 
the scene where the director comes back and finds out what Joey taught them. Here's my thing. Why does do Joey and Chandler have the exact same dance? Because, like, later when we see Chandler dance, it's literally the same thing. Why is this the only movement that these boys can do? <laughs> yeah, this, like, weird, like, two-fist wraparound of their, like, body with the white man overbite kind it's of thing. It's just, it's bad. It's so, like, and I think Monica does it later in the series, too. And she's, yes. like, making fun of Chandler's dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chandler... As much as Chandler makes fun of how Joey dances in this episode, he literally, like, has no leg to stand on. That's he what I'm like. Why, why is Chandler, like, the voice of reason in this episode when he has absolutely no reason to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. given everybody advice when it's like, who are you to give advice? And then he's saying that the dance... Like, what are you doing? What are you Meanwhile, doing? Meanwhile, he's, like, masturbating to a pen. Okay, love the pen thing no i love the entire pen gag it was one of my favorite parts of the entire episode oh god i hated it oh i loved it he was so stupidly giddy over this stupid ass pen i (laughs) fucking loved it and then when he's like i'll just go have alone time with my pen and then they're like chandler and he just like was crouching behind a table (laughs) it's so weird i loved it it was hilarious every second of it i loved it i loved it Close. Naked. (laughs) I have to say, I rewound the dance scene so many times. And every time you watch each individual person, it gets funnier. Uh Uh-huh. This whole, I'm going to say it, 10 seasons, like 200 episodes. This is one of my all-time favorite scenes. Damn. And it's a stupid dance. It's so, so stupid, but so funny. I... Couldn't get enough. Couldn't get enough. That's- Did you then, like, get up and memorize it like a TikTok dance and was doing it with them? <laughs> I probably could. That's what I, I want. Send me a video <laughs> of that later, please. This is your homework for today. Okay, I'll make that for you. Thank you. I'll make it happen. <laughs> and then Joey just runs out of the audition. Loved every minute of it. Loved I mean, it. he, like, like if there were a door there, there would be a Joey-shaped person in the way in the way in which he fucking <laughs> ran out of there. Wow, I hardly almost got through that sentence, but we eventually got it out. Jeez. Now, Ross is gonna dig himself a hole even further. Mm-hmm. He goes to Rachel's work. He thinks Mark is whispering sweet nothings into her ear, and then he pops out from behind a wall and attacks Mark and his girlfriend. <laughs> Like, here's my, here was my thing about the scene. I know that Ross is supposed to think that this girl is Rachel, but he doesn't see them. Yeah. So there was literally no reason for this girl to be wearing the exact same identical outfit as Rachel. Do they make them wear uniforms at the office? I don't know. No, because then she wouldn't have been choosing what she was going to wear at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and, like, in the first scene, she's not wearing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I was like, okay, I get the joke, but also, like, there's literally no reason. It would have been better if he was, like, walking up behind and saw it for that to have been a thing. They could have just had her in any clothing. You're correct. Yeah. Clothing, I said. Clothing. Also, he would never have remembered what she wore that morning. No. Never. Mm-mm. 
There was literally no reason for it. But mm-hmm. I guess, like, kudos for an attention to detail. But... Kudos for buying two of the same <laughs> outfit. Kudos for having a similar hair. Um, but honestly, this would embarrass me. Maybe a little less than the quartet. I'm not sure. But it would still embarrass me. It's bad. And also, it's why is he bad. showing up to work? He's still got to mark his territory even more. Yeah, they don't explain why he was there. It's just weird that he won't leave her alone about it. Yeah. There's literally, like, there's nothing more I can say about how bad this is. It's not good. It's not good. But we've got to wrap up this storyline. So they're in Central Perk. Everyone is wearing this, like, powder blue color. Hmm. Like, Chandler and Ross and Rachel are all wearing the exact same colored shirt. Interesting. I didn't notice that. (laughs) The reason that I wrote this down, and this is going to sound so terrible. So, I love The Bachelor slash The Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And I listen to a podcast called Game of Roses where they talk about this show. And in that show, they have pointed out that any time, like a girl is getting dumped on that show like in a like after the fact like whenever it's like after the final rose and the girl gets dumped she's always wearing that shade of powder blue interesting i wrote in my notes this is the dumping color (laughs) all wearing powder blue (laughs) it's gonna happen soon it's like foreshadowing exactly i think you know what they were on to (laughs) something they were they were they got the powder baby blue memo Ross and Rachel talk it through, blah, blah, blah. He has trust issues because of Carol, whatever. (laughs) They're going to make it through. And now he's got a play date for Ben with uh, the the child of a stripper that he met at a bachelor party that Mm -hmm. he went to with Chandler the Mm -hmm. night before. I just want to point out that Rachel had no problem with him being at this bachelor party, even though she knew there was going to be a stripper there because Chandler's been hiring them all week. Mm-hmm. So, like, she really didn't show her, like, jealousy in that, despite the fact that Ross has literally been jealous this entire episode. Well, the thing, though, that bothers me is that the whole time Ross is mad because guys only hang out with pretty girls because they want to have sex with them. hmm So, basically what he's saying is that he wants to have sex with this girl. If he's hanging out with her, if he's following his own protocol. Someone, someone would say, yeah. Um, so that was the, that was the main thing that I thought, too. Honestly, I don't know what this says about me, but I would probably have, like, an issue with that. Like... But... Would you have an issue with it because she's a stripper or just because it's another woman? Because it's, like, some woman that he met at a party. I don't really, like, care that she's a stripper. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be, like, so mad that I would be, like, you can't go. Not that she does, but I'm just saying that's one of those things I was talking about earlier where, like, maybe I would feel it, but I would just not express it because I'd be, like, you gotta let this one go. Yeah. You know and then I mean? the hard-on that fucking Ross gets from her being jealous. I know. It's a very unhealthy moment for them right now. And then they're making out, and I do love this part where Chandler's like, she's like, oh, I kissed him, so he'll remember me. And he's like, or you turned him on and, like, sent him off to the stripper. <laughs> 
I also enjoyed that part as well. Love that for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, to wrap up Monica and Julio, she has found out that the empty vase is not about her. It's about all women. Mm-hmm. All American women. So to get back at him, Monica hires the quartet to humiliate Julio. I love that this quartet will just sing, like, literally anything. Anything. Yeah, they're, like, making up songs about just absolutely anyone. And also, why is Julio making out with another woman while working? Yeah, very unprofessional, Julio. Really bizarre. Like, what it's is going on dance. at this diner? Like, they're like, yeah. it's the 50s. Men just did that. <laughs> Jeez, man. You really are a butt munch. No, no one, one likes, likes a butt, a butt munch. munch. I also really enjoyed... Um, when she bought him a vase and the only thing I could keep thinking was that is literally such a gorgeous vase. I wish that I had it. It was so beautiful. I was like, wow, that is stunning. That is such a gorgeous vase. But yeah, she really got back at him. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to wrap this up because I'm on like 3% of my Oh battery. shit. Oh shit. Okay. My titles are the one with all the purses because I really enjoyed when Phoebe walked in with them. And then uh, the one with the musical bug because I loved the musical bug. And then uh, the one with the jazz hands from dancing. What were your titles? <laughs> I had the one with Joey's big dance. The one with the empty vase. And the one with the insulting poetry. Mm, I think the one with the empty vase makes the most sense for the episode. You win. I love that one, but every time I see this episode, I think it's the one with Joey's dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. Uh, Where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Cuckoo for Cloclo Puffs. Where can they find you, Katie? You can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kates. And if you enjoy our show, make sure to tell all of your friends who love friends and to hit iTunes, give us a five star review, maybe leave a little bit of a comment, and uh, we'll read it on the show. And next week, guess who's back? Who? Richard! I know, I saw that that episode, and I was like, I thought that this was much later, but apparently it's now. Ugh, I cannot freaking wait. (laughs) Tom Selleck's back, baby. It's gonna be amazing. (laughs) I love your excitement for it. (laughs) We will see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, we said bye at the same time. I love it.